the Special Strength Fitness Podcast, where we break down the psychology, fitness, and nutrition strategies you need to know to successfully transform your life. I'm your host, Imtiaz, and I'm super excited to get the show started today. This episode is all about nutrition. Now, although I will be talking specifically to dads, and specifically dads who, are, who consider themselves as busy dads, this advice that you're going to get here applies to all males and even females, to be honest with you. You guys who've been listening to me for a long time, you know that any advice I, or, or tips that I give you, they're centered around core principles that really align with human history. The core principles of things throughout human history really haven't changed. For example, nutrition hasn't really changed that much, right? The ins and outs of how weight loss occurs, that philosophy, the principle of how that takes place has not changed as calories in versus calories out. Has the quality of food changed? Has the availability of food changed? Has the uh, the vitamin and mineral content of food changed? Yes, of course it has. But generally speaking, the core philosophies are still the same. So whatever advice I give you in this podcast, please do understand, although it may be focused in on a certain subgroup of the population, for example, busy dads today, it applies to most people if you know how to use it. Now, let's get started. What is nutrition and, and why do dads or, or men need to prioritize nutrition in their life, right? Let's take a general overview and, and look at nutrition as a whole. Today's, in today's world, it's super easy to go out there and get some fast food, some, some quick, quick nutrition in you. But these foods are very often than not unhealthy and doing adverse things to your health. They're, they're filled with calories, lacking in actual nutrition, actual vitamins and minerals that your body requires, and all they do is upset the calorie balance that you need to maintain to either stay at your current body uh, weight and composition or drop weight, which is most people's goal. So what's the end result? End result is we end up getting heavier, fatter, unhealthier. And this is what plagues our society today. This affects children, men, women of all categories. One category of the population that this really does affect, though, are dads. Now, this episode is tied into the Father's Day episodes that I talked about and uh, this is a very special issue to me because I am a dad. Uh, I have two children and uh, I understand what it's like to be an athlete all your life. And then suddenly, before you know it, in the blink of an eye, you're a father with responsibilities and kids who rely on you and you don't exactly prioritize your own health. I live, I've lived it. I live it every day. I struggle with it myself, even though I know the exact steps I need to take to get to my quote unquote ideal body at this age and this stage of my life. I still struggle with it like most dads do. Right. And now why is it important for fathers or men who are dads to get into the best shape of their life and really focus on nutrition? Well, let's look at the role of a father. Really, if you look at it in society, a father's role is to be a role model for their children right? is to be a role model for uh, their significant others even. Uh, they're the co-head of the household along with their partners. If you do have a partner, you're the co-head of the household. If you don't have a partner but you have children, then you are the head of the household. Where, wherever you look at it from, you are a role model, okay? So number one, you're setting an example for your kids. And one of the most powerful things that I believe we can do is set a good example for our kids. Are we going to be perfect at everything? Of course not. We're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn along the way. But setting a role model that they can follow, setting a standard that becomes the norm for your children, if you do it right, it sets them up for success for the rest of their life. Number two, your health matters. Just because you've now become a father doesn't mean that your health can take a backseat. Doesn't mean anything else can take a backseat. See, I went through phases uh, in my life where you know I prioritized, let's say, work. 
And I just, I focused on it so much that my health took a backseat and it came back in between the ass because guess what? When my health wasn't exactly where it needed to be, my work suffered. Same thing when I became a, a new dad, I prioritized it so much as I should, but at the, at the same time, there should be a balance. I gave it so much time and energy that I eventually, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I ended up getting what most people call a dad bot. Now, I, I love my body. I don't have any issues with a dad bot. However, having said that, I know the ramifications of a dad bot. I know what that means. I know what that signifies about my actual health. Okay. Having that extra bit of fat around the midsection, not a very good thing. Having low muscle tone, not a very good thing for you because these things in the long run will have effects on your health that if you don't take care of it while you can early on, later on, it's going to be too late and it's going to lead to further problems with your health. So being a role model, you need to set the standard. See, in my house, uh, I try my level best to show the behaviors and show the th things uh, in a certain way so my kids can understand this is the standard. This is the norm. For example, my, uh, my eldest uh, child, she has known since she was born that exercising is part of life. Whether I'm exercising and doing a couple of push-ups at home, whether I'm going to the gym, she knows that it's a normal thing to exercise. And I'm not done teaching her that. I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can because I want to set that example that, hey, we should be exercising regularly. It should be a part of regular life. I was also influenced by this because I saw my dad be an athlete for goodness, like most of my early life until, you know, he hit a certain age in his late 30s, early 40s, where he stopped being an athlete. But uh, until that time, so from the time I was born till the time I was, let's, let's say, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15, he was an athlete. He played every sport that, you know, I, I could imagine. And, and he was actually good at it. So for me, playing sports was a norm. And guess what I did when I went to school? I played sports. You know, I continue playing sports and sports has made an amazing difference in my life. It's, it's given me so much, you know, team sports, individual sports. I've learned and I've taken from those experiences and they've helped me in life across the board, across all different aspects of life so much that I understand setting a good standard for your children is key. So why are dads suffering? Why are, are men around the world suffering from what we call the dad bod? Well, let's define the dad bod first, right? Like I mentioned, it's low muscle tone. So you, you don't exactly see uh, your muscles mostly because you have a higher body fat percentage than is considered healthy. Uh, there's a very pronounced gut. Okay. Now, having said this, of course, your, your gut and that particular part of your body being, being rather large can be due to hormonal issues, can be due to digestive issues. And I've gone through those as well. So I'm not saying that it, your dad bod is only because, you know, your lifestyle sucks or you, or you don't take care of yourself. However, having said that, if you have that classic, typical dad bod, uh, you need to pay attention to your diet and training because I can guarantee you they're not keyed in. Okay. If your diet and training are keyed in and you're doing everything possible correctly and you're still showing of uh, the physical symptoms of having the dad bod and, and whatnot, then we know for a fact, yeah, you've got to go to the doctor, get the blood work done, get the hormone checks done. And that's a different, you know, that's a medical diagnosis at that point that you have to make. However, most people are not eating properly and not exercising properly. I know this because, again, like I said, I entered the dad bod phase and I went hard. I went hard into the dad bod zone. And, uh, you know, I didn't care because I was so focused on my kids and my family and at work and all of this stuff. But then, you know, a few years down the line, I realized, oh, my God, like I used to be, you know, a, a top-notch athlete. Am I expecting to be top-notch athlete? Not the rest of my life, but I expect it to be way healthier than I am. So having said that, 
what are some of the the risks associated with having a dad bod or an unhealthy um, lifestyle and, and health as a dad? Well, you're not going to be performing at your best, right? So first of all, we talked about being a role model. You're not going to be setting a good role model uh, for your kids if you yourself are constantly out of shape and not able to bring yourself disciplined enough so you can get into optimal health. Second, you're not going to be performing at your best. You're not going to be at your best at work with your kids, with your partners uh, in life. You're just not. It's it's a universal truth. When you are fitter and healthier, you perform better. There there is there is no debate about that. So anybody who says I'm living my best life even though I'm, you know, uh, 50 pounds, 60 pounds overweight, I I strongly beg to differ, and I, I invite you to come and talk to me and let's have a debate because I promise you I'll change your mind by the time we're done. Okay. Number three, when you walk around as an unhealthy, overweight individual, you don't necessarily always see what's wrong with it when you have other priorities in your life, like your kids and work and whatnot. But you have to understand there will come a time when your kids will go off to school and get married and you know live their own life. You may retire, you may change your job to something different. At that time, okay, a couple of things are going to be constant with you. One, your health. Whatever health you built up over your 20s and 30s and 40s and whatnot, it will stay with you. Okay, so if you work out and stay healthy now, you'll probably be healthier down the line. If you don't work out and don't eat properly and and stay unhealthy, it's going to stay with you in that later years. This this is something, and I've talked about this on my show so often, that people don't think long-term enough with their health. People are always thinking, oh, well, I want the gains. I want the, the muscles. I want to look like this. I want to lose 50 pounds because Jenny Craig said I could do so, blah, blah, blah. You don't realize the short-term goals that you have, the short-term uh, you know, benefits of, of suddenly losing weight and looking really good don't really matter. What matters is the long-term. You've got to think, what am I going to do when I'm 40, 50, 60, when my body starts naturally aging? right? Am I prepared for that? Am I preparing myself so I can enjoy the later half, the later one third, the later quarter of my life just as much as I did in my 20s and teen years? This is something people don't think about. And I urge you, if you haven't, take a moment and think about it. What do you want out of your life in your golden years? Because if you want to just fade away because of, you know, uh, injuries from falling or fade away because of, of dysfunction and not being able to function at your best, well, keep doing unhealthy things. And I say this to myself all the time, because like I said, nobody's perfect, myself included. I struggle with my weight going up and down constantly. Stress comes along and I'm holding, you know, easy five pounds. The next day it's gone because I'm not stressed. So I'm going through the same things that most of you are, especially you dads out there. And I get it, but there's a price to be paid for not paying attention to your health right now. So today's focus is going to be on nutrition. Let's talk about the five tips that I can give you for nutrition that are easy, that are effective, and that help busy dads just like you guys to get their nutrition under control and get their health under control. All right. Tip number one, okay? For anybody out there who doesn't like counting calories or measuring their food, this is, I'm going to call you guys the intuitive ones. The intuitive people, this is for you. Here's a tip. If you know what it feels like to be full and you're pretty accurate about that, here's a general tip. When you're eating food, Eat until you're one-third full, okay? So if you can imagine that, okay, I know I know how much food I need to eat to fill up my stomach 100%, eat up to one-third full. Drink another one-third, okay? So drink water for another one-third and leave one-third empty, 
Now, this works really well for intuitive people. Now, I have trained myself over the years to understand exactly how much food is, you know, 50% of my full capacity, 100% of my full capacity in one sitting. And that capacity changes with time, but I'm pretty accurate and I'm pretty in touch with myself to know, you know, what that is. So when I am not counting calories, when I'm not preparing for competition or sports and I'm just kind of intuitively eating, this is the method that I use. When I know I want to get get my nutrition under control, I'm eating one-third. I'm drinking one-third of my stomach's capacity and leaving the rest of the one-third just, you know, filled with air, let it be. Let let your body not be stressed about having so much food in your system, okay? This ties into the thing I keep talking about, about calorie balance. If you want to lose weight, you've got to consume less calories, okay? You've got to, uh, I shouldn't say consume, you've got to spend more calories than you're taking in, Okay? This is one of the ways to do it. If you're only eating up to one-third full, filling up with the uh, with water for another one-third and leaving another one-third empty, you're not going to be doing what typically people do, which is eat till they're 80% full of food and then chug water or not drink water at all, which is even worse, and then say, oh, yeah, now I'm satisfied, okay? Now, why does this work very well? Because if you're an intuitive person, you don't have to stress about counting calories, if you're an intuitive person, this method lets you use something that you're good at, which is being in touch with your body, okay? Now, what about the people who do like to measure? You like to calorie count, you like to measure your food, etc. Well, here's the tip I'll give you, and it's not it doesn't have anything to do with calories and do this with your calories and do this with that. No, it has to do with the fact that I want you to eat until you're satisfied and not until you're full. Now, this is how it works. How do you know when you're satisfied? Well, slow down the eating process. Okay? Whatever you're eating, whether you've measured it or not, okay, for your measures out there, eat slowly. Give your mouth, your senses in your mouth, a chance, senses in your nose, a chance to send those signals to your brain to say, oh, this is what I'm eating. This is what it tastes like. Okay? Chew slowly, eat slowly. When you eat slowly, you get to not only enjoy the flavors of the food to a fuller degree, you also give your body a chance to understand how much food you're taking in. Okay. And when you try to focus on satisfaction, you're not thinking about just physically filling yourself. You're thinking, hmm, I'm going to eat until I feel like I've had a really good meal here. Okay. Eat until you're satisfied, not until full. Now, here's a caveat this approach is a little bit tricky. So it's a little bit more advanced because if your calibration system with your body and food is not there, if you're not calibrated properly, you're going to eat way more than you should, okay? So in, in this instance, you should go into eat the one-third, drink the one-third, leave the one-third empty. But how do you calibrate your senses, and what do I mean by that? Well, calibrating simply means that you're disciplined enough with your food for enough time where your body understands that, you know, I've had a certain amount of food, and this feels good, this feels enough, this feels like I've satisfied my urge to eat, okay? Uncalibrated people, which is most people nowadays, when you just keep eating and eating and eating, it almost seems like you're not satisfied, like you're not full until you're physically full. And at that point, your body sends another signal saying, hey, I'm physically full, stop eating, right? When you've calibrated your senses, not just your mouth, your, your stomach, your, your intestines, they all have senses. When you've calibrated them to understand what enough is, then you no longer have to necessarily count the calories, okay? But when you aren't calibrated, this is a more advanced approach to eat until you're satisfied and not until you're full. So I would say go back to the first tip, which was eat one-third, drink one-third, leave one-third empty. It takes time, guys. So remember, 
it's a more advanced technique to do the uh, eat until satisfied and not until you're full. But if you can get this right, it's a game changer, okay? Teaching your body to recognize and send the right cues takes discipline and time. This is when a regimented eating plan, a regimented meal plan, at least for a couple of weeks, if not three to four weeks, is critical to get this sorted out. All right, tip number two, prioritize protein every meal. Then get the veggies in. Everything else can wait after that. So especially... Uh, you know, this applies for everybody, but especially you men out there, right? Especially if you're training, you're, you're trying to change your life, you're trying to get stronger, look better, etc. You have got to eat enough protein. This is a, a big issue. People don't get enough protein in their life, okay? And when they think they do, they're not really getting enough protein because all they're doing is getting enough calories and more so than they really need. Prioritize protein. I'll give you an example. Whenever I go out here and I order a steak from a restaurant, they usually ask you what sides you want, and there's usually, you know, potatoes and veggies. That's usually what I'll order. So here's a plate. You know, you got a nice piece of steak there. You've got some potatoes, nice carbs, and you've got some veggies, which is also some carbs and fiber. This is a perfect example how when I get the plate, the first thing I'll probably end up doing is go after the steak. Okay, get that protein in. The second thing I would do is get the veggies in. And the third thing I would ta tackle is the potatoes. Now, am I saying just eat them exclusively like one, you know, just the steak and then just the veggies and just the potato? No, you're going to mix and match a little bit, you know, eat however you eat. But the majority focus, especially when you're trying to control and, and get disciplined about your nutrition, is focus on finishing the protein first. Finish the steak first. Because what happens is if you go after the carbohydrates, uh, which is what most people do, right? When you go to a restaurant, you get some bread on the, on the table or you get some potatoes, whatever it is, or you, get, you order some pasta and you know, you just, you're, you're going crazy on the carbohydrates. One, carbohydrates won't satisfy you as well as protein does. So the satiation, there's a, there's a factor there. Protein definitely helps with that. Two, if you fill up, physically fill up on carbohydrates, then it's harder to get your adequate amount of protein in. Okay, and third, most of us, because of these reasons I just mentioned, you know, ignore or avoid the vegetables. So number one, get the protein in. Number two, get the veggies in. Now, what this is going to do is make you feel satisfied and also give you enough fiber in your system to feel satisfied and feel fuller. Then when you t tackle the carbohydrates and try to finish the carbs, you can make a decision if you need to have all the carbs right now or later. Okay, I use this at home. I use it at restaurants right? Especially when I'm trying to get disciplined about my nutrition. Okay. Tip number three, drink a ton of water. And I really don't think I need to go more into this. Most of us are dehydrated. Most of us don't drink enough water. Just drink enough water. If you're peeing on a regular basis, you're drinking enough water. Great. If you're not peeing more than once or twice a day, you've got a problem. You better be drinking, you know, enough water where you're going to the bathroom regularly and peeing because your body needs water. It helps regulate so many things in your body. Along with this point, I also want to add is eat fruits. Guys, you need the vitamins and the minerals that fruits bring, okay? Don't worry about, you know, sugar from fruit is bad for you, this and that. This is all marketing gimmick from all the companies that want to sell you Splendas and all these other things. You cannot, unless you have a medical condition, you cannot overdose on fruits. Now, having said that, there is a way to overdose on fruits, which is to juice them. If you say take 10 apples and you juice them, you could probably finish that in two sittings. But if you took 10 apples and tried to have them over an entire day even, good luck with that. There's no way you're doing that, right? Unless you're forcing yourself to do it. So 
eat your fruits and have a variety of fruits. A lot of the issues that we have in society now is because we're lacking a lot of vitamins and minerals in our systems that we usually would get ancestrally, right? Our ancestors would get this from their variety of diets, but we tend to have a more restricted or high calorie, low nutrient diets. And this is a problem. The sugar from fruits cannot harm you unless you have a medical condition that causes the sugar to be not handleable, i.e. diabetes. But even with diabetes, it's hard to overdo fruits. It's super easy to overdo Pepsis, Coke, Diet Pepsis, uh, juices, all of those things. So please, drink a ton of water and eat a lot of fruits and a variety of fruits. Eat seasonal fruits. Whatever is in season in your country, in your area, eat those. Tip number four, focus on gut health now and reap the benefits later. So what do I mean by gut health? So for those of you who don't, don't know, inside your gut, inside your intestinal system, you have bacterial colonies. And these bacteria help digest the food, help extract the nutrients from the food, and then your body can use those as well. It's a very symbiotic relationship we have with this bacterial colony. And anytime your bacterial colony is, is askew and not doing so well, you're definitely going to have you know, GI issues. You're going to have, you know, gas production more than you should. You're going to have indigestion. You're going to have gut issues and digestion problems. And it's going to be very obvious. Unfortunately, I've suffered from, you know, GI type issues for the last five, six years on and off. And, and I'm still trying to figure out how my body is changing, what I need to do to kind of mitigate these. But it's one of those things that once it happens, it's hard to diagnose it because you can just say, Oh, I just had something that triggered my acidity or I had something that triggered XYZ but you don't realize that uh, chronically you're mistreating the bacterial colony that's in your gut. So how do you focus on your gut health and improve it? Eat things like yogurt. If you're not lactose intolerant, eat, eat yogurt. If you want to try an alternative, kimchi is another alternative. I believe it's a Korean food that has a, you know, has a decent bacterial culture to it. Um, pickles are also great. You can even go to your you know, local health store and they have products there that will help you with live bacterial cultures that can help your gut. Now, having said that, that's a whole other conversation of, you know, which is effective and, and what dosage is effective for those. I don't want to get into that in this conversation. But the point is, focus on your gut health now, especially if you realize that after you eat or throughout the day or throughout the weeks, you have a bloated gut all the time, even though you're doing things correctly. You're, you're eating your normal foods, but your body's just not taking it well. Well, it might be a gut issue. So help your gut, get that yogurt and get that kimchi and do those things, right? Kombucha tea is great too, because it comes from the bacterial culture. Anything that can help improve the bacterial profile in your system is good. And finally, tip number five, and this is where I'm going to get into the supplements a little bit. Honestly, if you look at the average individual, the average male, uh, female, you know, most of us, at least in the Northern hemisphere of things in the Western, uh, in the Western continents or European continents, Anywhere away from the equator, we really only just need the multivitamins, fish oils, and vitamin D. Uh, honestly, I, I really don't see us needing more than that unless you are training very hard, you are training for something specific, or you have a specific uh, deficiency in something because of your diet. A multivitamin is like a general blanket. It covers most bases, and if you're deficient in a, in a vitamin or mineral, it'll cover it for the most part. Fish oils are amazing for a multitude of reasons, not only for your general health, but fish oils are also something that, you know, fish oil supplementation, it's extremely good for you to help balance out the fat profile within your system so that you're not overdoing one type of fat over the other. Because remember, it's not about having 
quote unquote, healthy fat. It's about the balance between one type of LDL and HDL. It's about the balance of the ratio. If that ratio is off, if you have too much quote unquote, healthy fats and not enough of the quote unquote, unhealthy fats, you're still going to have negative consequences. So taking a fish oil helps to balance that out. And vitamin D, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, if you're in Canada, you're in America, you're in Europe, uh, these countries, or if you're really far south, right? Like you're in Australia, perhaps, uh, in the southern end of Australia, anywhere that, that you're away from the sun and a lot of the year it's winter or it's, it's cloudy. You know, in London, they got rain and cloud cover for most of the year. So if you're in places like this, you need to invest and take a vitamin D supplement. I've personally experienced the difference it makes when I'm regularly taking a vitamin D supplement, right? My, my health, for example, was suffering. And I've talked about this before in other episodes. There was a span of, I think, five or six years where I was getting sick a lot and I couldn't figure it out. It was stress-related. It was environment-related. But for some reason, you know, my body just said, nope, I'm not going to fight infection. So I, I was getting beat up every year, flu season. Uh, you know, anytime the weather changed, I knew guaranteed I was going to get sick. So after fiddling around and kind of figuring out what's missing in my diet, what's going on in my lifestyle, uh, along with controlling stresses and other things that were affecting me, I started to supplement vitamin D. And as soon as I started taking vitamin D for me, it was a game changer. It was an absolute game changer. Uh, my immune system over, you know, a period of three to six months came back and I, I was finally able to function as a normal human being and not being compromised every single day because I'm not feeling my best. So vitamin D is one of those things that I vouch for. Magnesium is another really good one, especially if you're training a lot, right? If you get cramps and whatnot, potassium, magnesium, these are good. Um, so I used to take something called ZMA, which is zinc, magnesium, and I forget what the A stands for. But um, basically, those things help with sleep. Zinc is another really good one, especially for guys, for your reproductive health, for health in general. Zinc is amazing. But I really don't think most of us need more than a multivitamin, fish oil, and vitamin D, especially, especially, especially in the winter months. That vitamin D and fish oil is really critical in those winter months. So there you have it. Five tips for the busy dads. Now, you guys will notice one thing. This does, these tips, they don't require you to make a massive change. I'm not asking you to go count your calories or start having this amount of protein, carbs, and fats. I'm not asking you to complete throw out in your kitchen and go buy broccoli and chicken only, right? The tips that I've given you are very applicable because they're small shifts, but they make a huge difference in your life. So if you are willing to make some changes, go out there and try these in your life, I strongly recommend go after them be disciplined. Give yourself a three-week time period where you're going to do this by the book and follow the plan. And then you can assess and see if this works well for you and what adjustments you need to make because no plan is perfect. No plan works for every single person. Everybody should be customizing the plans for themselves. But the starting point is the standard. The starting point is what's been given to you. Give that a shot for three weeks. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. Again, um, in the next episode, I'm going to take a little bit of time to kind of explain why the episodes for this podcast have been a little bit on and off over the last little bit. Uh, like I've said in previous episodes, the number one priority for me is my health. I've learned a long time ago that sacrificing my health to maintain something is not worth it because in the long run, not only is whatever I'm trying to maintain not going to work out the way I need it to in terms of quality, but also I get miserable when my health is miserable and that's just not worth it. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode where I'm going to take a little bit of time in the beginning to talk about what's going on with my life, if you guys care about that. Uh, but until next time, stay strong, be kind to one another, take care of yourself, and I'll see you then.